1985, Senator Alan Simpson said of Secretary of Defense Caspar Weinberger, he's a million rubber bands in his resilience. Can the same be said of you? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am Dr. Leslie Lund, Director of Foothills Psychiatry in Boise, Idaho, your host. And with me today is Internist and Chief of Occupational Health at California Pacific Medical Center in San Francisco, Dr. Linda Hawes Clever. Dr. Clever is a nationally known expert on professional and organizational burnout and a frequent guest here on Clinician's Roundtable. Welcome back to ReachMD, Dr. Clever. Thank you so much. Now, Linda, aren't we as physicians all resilient sort of by definition? Yes, I believe so. Look at what we have to bounce through and bounce back. We got through medical school, we got through training, and not everyone has wonderful memories of those experiences. I happen to have had a wonderful experience, but I see how perhaps rare that is. So somehow we do have the capability to bounce back not only from some difficult training experiences, but also uh, from, you know, things don't go well every day by any means with patients. And sometimes even when we can heal uh, and provide comfort, still the patient, uh, you know, may die and so forth and so on. And so we have a lot to bounce back from and we can do it. And I think that we also must realize and acknowledge that we also have our own personal disappointments to bounce back from, too. And sometimes that all can be additive. I think that our professional experiences are, are one set of, uh, you know, opportunities and burdens, but then, then there's personal life as well that can be very difficult that we, we just uh, need to cope with, and we can. The, the quotation is, life ain't about how fast you run or how high you climb, but how well you bounce. So that's what we're talking about. Times of change, times when we're exhausted, times when we're disappointed, all those we have had, we will have, and we can bounce back from, for sure. So how do you know if you are resilient? How do you know what's normal? Well, I think that part of it is looking back and seeing what we've been through. Um, and sometimes we've, had to, we've welcomed or needed to have counseling along the way. But you know, we got through national boards. We got through an internship, uh, and to me, getting through an internship is, you know, you come out with uh, purple hearts and, and all kinds of uh, stars uh, for that. So part of the assurance is I did it, and if I did it before, I can do it again. And I may need counseling. I may need support. I certainly need friends and families to be bolsterers. I may need colleagues, whatever. It isn't a solo life that we're leading. There are resources that we have available to us to be uh, resilient. The other part of it is that we have the sense that not only have we done it before, that we can do it again, and that is true, but that we have some influence over the outcome and can find some kind of meaning from this experience. And that's what we talk with patients about all the time, but it's the same with us, that we certainly can't control much. Uh, you just kind of give up on control except, you know, controlling our own behavior on a good day. But influencing the outcome, um, providing some comfort, uh, making a suggestion, we do have that ability and we can find meaning from a very difficult situation. If we have that sense, if we have that attitude, that's part of resilience. So uh, if you don't have that, how might you start? Well, I think that one of the things, um, as, as I said, we kind of uh, have to give up on the idea that either comfort or 
security are natural givens that um, that we are somehow entitled because we're physicians or because we have a certain stature in the community or because we're just because we're alive we're uh, and educated we're we're entitled to a certain kind of of life or happiness or or whatever and I don't know anybody who's entitled to um, much of anything. Uh, we would like there to be kindness. We would like there to be fairness. But um, even when when we don't have that, we can you know we can choose to to get out of that kind of a, of a toxic situation. But so I think that you know what are our quote expectations end quote for the way life is going to be. And I think that it's fair to say yes, we can influence the outcome. Yes, we will find meaning in this difficult situation. But we just have to have the awareness that life is not a simple road. I think in terms of specific um, kind of how-tos, one is, as someone said not too long ago, so um, kind of uh, colorfully, think about it rather than drink about it. So certainly taking unprescribed medication or over-medication or drinking or those kinds of escapes don't help uh, with resilience, with bouncing back. Anesthesia is really for for surgery uh, and not for life. So that's that's one. And actually, I would add to that list caffeine as well, sort of the opposite of anesthesia. <laughs> that really? If, if you need chemistry to help get you uh, motivated and gear and awake, that, that's a clue that something's wrong. That's true because there, there's the, the dip that comes after the stuff wears off. Right, uh, exactly. One way or the other. That's right. Okay. So what else besides not, uh, not drinking but thinking? Yes, besides that. One is, uh, or a second, is to think about the situation as an opportunity rather than a threat. And I think that language is awfully important. I, I must admit, I know how tiresome some people find trying to have uh, gender-neutral language, for example, in uh, even in hymn books and in laws and so forth. But when people are just referred to it by him or by her all the time, that's, it's not fair and so language makes a difference in, in how we think about things. So if we think about something as a threat, it will be frightening. If we think about something as an opportunity, it will be exciting. If we think of something as a problem, it will, it, it, just saying problem kind of makes my head feel thick and there's, there's a weight on my head and my shoulders. If we think of it as a challenge, you say, well, I, you know, I can really kind of get my uh, spirits up and my adrenals secreting and so forth and so on. So I would say just to be very aware of the language that we think to ourselves with and the language that we say out loud is another part of resilience. If we choose the words that are, are more positive, that's going to shape the outcome to a certain extent. Okay, so we've learned about not using substances, changing our, our language about things. What else can people do to be more resilient? There are several more steps. Uh, one is something that we all are so good at that it almost seems easy, but we may not think about it right off the bat, and that's learning, to learn something new. And it could be in our field. It could be technology. It could be uh, having to do with uh, whether the technology is uh, medical technology or information technology. There are wonderful, as, as we've talked about, you know, driving from place to place, for example, whether it's ReachMD and XM Radio, which I think are superb, there are also tapes and CDs and so forth from the teaching company. And so you can be learning about Byzantium or the history of the Crusades. Or... I love that. I've actually been in the Louvre every morning when I'm on my treadmill with the teaching company. <laughs> there you go. And actually, I'm taking some teaching company uh, tapes to a colleague who's had a stroke and has a lot of time. So learning always, for us, that, that's, that's us. We learn. 
Another is to connect and to reconnect. And um, as we as we think about how to hold, have a whole healthy life, and we, again, we know this for our patients. We know the data on people who are alone have a higher mortality rate at any given age, particularly as they get older, than people who aren't alone. And so it means that a task, it's actually a task, although task, I guess, has one of those kind of negative implications. So I would say it's an opportunity to connect and reconnect with people who we might want to meet, uh, we've had lunch with before, well, have lunch again, or with our family or with our friends, people who might be drifting away. They are... I, I think of it kind of as building a trampoline. We need to bounce up. And so our friends uh, and our family and, and new people in our lives, joining a club, cleaning up the coastline, all those kinds of connecting with the people, with the environment, with... Um, we, we found a praying mantis in our garden um, over the weekend, and I don't know how many pictures I took of that praying mantis, and I was communing with that praying mantis. <laughs> so anyway, to be open to... to um, connecting. I would also say extraordinarily important because this is something as we spin along through life, we may lose track of our values, what is important to us, and then what are our options? What might we not have thought of yet? So once we're in touch with our values and what's really important to us, what gives us the meaning and the joy in our lives, that can open some new possibilities that we we haven't thought of lately. And so that's an, another element in uh, being resilient. You know, there's really only, at least as far as I can figure it out, I may be wrong, but as I've thought about it, the must-dos in our lives are, are rather few, and they have to do with our values. And whether it's family, uh, friendship, or faith, or whatever, those top really three or four or five things, and excellence, so many of us, Excellence and learning, which we've already talked about as a value, the things that we would like to have on our gravestones, those are the core of our being able to bounce back. The other musts may really not be musts. They may be expectations that we think somebody has of us. And it even gets down, it really gets down to to money um, sometimes. We think the family wants a big house, but really what they want is more of our time. So knowing the values and letting go of sometimes appearances or, gee, if I'm chief of staff this year, I'm supposed to go on the board next year or I'm supposed to stay on the board. And, and well, maybe not. You know, maybe not. I don't mm-hmm. maybe have to do that. Any resources for physicians out there who want to learn more about these things? Well, there are some wonderful resources. Of course, one is Renew, renewnow.org on the, on, on the Internet. The, the Sotiles have S-O-T-I-L-E, have a a website and, and have written books about the resilient physician. Rachel Remen has a wonderful program on the healer's art and finding meaning in medicine, and her last name is spelled Remen, R-E-M-E-N. There are Michael Myers, M-Y-E-R-S, is in practice in Vancouver, British Columbia, and has written a book about medical marriage, uh, which I think are all very helpful. I do believe that one of the things that, as we're thinking about resilience, in addition to gathering and connecting and and pulling together our resources, that we do need to believe in ourselves, and we need to say that out loud to ourselves. Uh, We may write it down. Uh, You're okay. I'm okay. I believe in you. All these, and this is not goofy. This is us being our own 
resources and our own cheerleaders because that's what it does come down to. It's our own attitude and it's our own behavior that, that will help us do the bouncing that we inevitably need to do. And knowing that we've done it before and we can do it again is extraordinarily important. And saying that and writing that, carrying a little piece of paper in our, uh, our wallet, uh, saying, you're great. Looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, I like you. These are things we can do. I don't know if I can do that one. <laughs> well, after you put your makeup on. <laughs> I'd like to thank you so much for being on the show again. We've been discussing resilience with Dr. Linda Haas Clever. I'm Dr. Leslie Lent. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, please send your emails to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening. 